Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, March 5th, 2016, and you're tuned in to another edition of The Missy Show, where your premier source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and joining us on the Animal Fun Train once again is my lovely co-host, Dee. You know what, Dee? It feels like it's been forever since we've been on here together. I know. We've had some, 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 some interruptions and things, but I'm back. You're back, and we're together. We're together because actually I think it's only been like two weeks because I know last week we were legitimately off. You know, we announced that, that we weren't going to air last week. And I just remember the week before you were kind of caught up in a pocket full of crazy. So (laughs) um, you had some stuff going on. And this past week (laughs) I was caught up in my own kind of level of crazy, which is why um, we don't have a uh, pet trivia question to answer today because yesterday I didn't get to do my pet trivia blog post. It's just like, I don't know, yesterday was just kind of all over the place for me. So I have my own little bit of crazy going on. But I will make it up to you guys next week. I may actually do two pet trivia entries. I don't know yet, but I'll make it up to you guys. So I'm sorry that we don't have any pet trivia answers to give out today. It's okay because we will come back strong. We're going to come back strong. We're going to do that. You know, also I wanted to mention that our two-year anniversary is coming up on March 15th. So that's pretty big. That's really exciting. Can you believe it? Two years, really? Two years. Really? Two years. Cool. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. <clears throat> it doesn't. It doesn't. But yeah, March fifteenth, two thousand fourteen, was when we kicked it off, and so yeah, two years. So I wanted to just let you guys know that next Saturday we'll be um, having just a little special episode. We're going to do uh, another kind of anything goes kind of deal. And we'll be exploring some of our favorite show moments from 2015 and, we, you know, just any animal topic in general. So we'll kind of be doing a little early celebration since the 15th is going to fall on a weekday. So next week on the 12th, we will be celebrating our two-year anniversary. So make sure you tune in to that. And right, also, <laughs> yeah, it should be because we've kind of done a review before, but I think that was of all our favorite shows of the first year. So we're kind of going to do some of the other ones. So we'll be talking about that. And also join us for a special Easter episode. That's going to be on the 26th. So we're going to be talking all about bunnies. So <laughs> I don't think we've talked about rabbits before, not exclusively. So Not exclusively, bunnies, but, you know, that's going to be interesting. I'm probably going to find out a lot of stuff about rabbits and bunnies that I never knew. Yeah, exactly, you know, because a lot of people have bunnies as pets. So make sure you tune in to that. And, and I know it seems like I skipped over a week, so we have something going on on the 12th, and I said the 26th, but I think, also, well, on the 19th we have that one planned too. We're actually going to be talking about farm animals. Because there are a lot of people who have them as pets. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. I have I mean, seen people that live out in not necessarily the country, but, you know, out in the rural area, and they have some animals that 
If you lived in the city, you wouldn't have them as a pet. Yeah, I mean, some people have pigs as pets. Some people have, you know, cows as pets, you know, like chickens. Actually, there's a chicken story, you know, that my mom has, and they were uh, living in the city, and they had a pet chicken. But we'll, we'll save that for that episode. Yeah, I, I've got a I've got a little antidote to add to that as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll so, save that for that show. So join us. That one will be on the nineteenth. So the twelfth will be the celebration of our two year anniversary. We have the nineteenth with the farm animals, and then then on the twenty sixth we have our Easter our pre Easter episode where we'll be focusing all on things. And also we even have our 100th episode that will be coming up in, I know it will be coming up in the next couple of months. I, I know we're in the 80s now. I don't know if we're like at 85 or 86, but we're, we're somewhere in there. So at some point this year we'll be hitting our 100th episode. That is awesome. That That's is pretty so impressive. Cool. I know, right? It just doesn't seem like it's been that long, Jay. Mm-mm. But they say time flies when you're having fun. So you're having fun, and we have a ball. So that is just awesome. Yes. And today's episode is very interesting. This this is a very um, interesting topic. We're going to be discussing animal DNA testing and reasons why it's done. So, um, Dee, you want to kick it off? Well, you know, it, it's one of those things where when, when the topic was brought up, I was like, you know, I never thought about it because I never really heard about it. Well, you know, I take that back. I did hear about it, but I guess I didn't pay any attention to it. And, and and it's not until I, like, started doing the research that I was like, well, okay, I can get it. Because, you know, um, what's that show that comes on where people go and find their roots and they go back and it's, I think it's called Who Do You Think You Who Do You Think You Are? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that show. So I was like, Well, you know what? I guess it's sort of like that, but just for for animals. And so I was like, Well, this should be interesting and as I was doing my research, I was like, Okay, well I guess I can understand it. But I guess it I guess it should be where we're like, Okay, you should tell everybody you you, you know, what DNA testing is and and I guess we're gonna specifically say DNA testing for your dog. So, I mean, I don't know if they do it for other animals. I'm not sure because I guess... You know what? Actually, they do because they? Um, they they do it for cats, they do it for horses, and I know they do it for birds. Those are the ones that I know for sure. I don't know about outside of that, but they the birds, they call it avian, avian testing, and, of course, for the horses, they call it equine. So they do okay. have it for that, too. Okay. So, well, I think, well, I mean, I guess, I guess ours will specifically kind of be geared well, my research was geared towards dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's the most of it that was out there. It, that that was the majority was about dogs, but I guess some of this information can be generalized to, you know, the other animals, too, that they do it on. Yeah, so basically the concept of DNA testing for your dog might seem a little foreign, but actually it's pretty simple and very much like human DNA testing. Just as humans have their own DNA, so do dogs. And each purebred has a distinctive set of markers. And the companies that sell and perform the DNA testing for dogs, they maintain a database of breed-related genetic markers. And after receiving your dog's DNA sample, they run it against these profiles. And by observing each breed-specific marker present in your dog's DNA profiles, these companies can give you an idea of the different breeds that make up your dog's ancestry. So it's sort of like... You know, if you've ever had a dog, and, and, you know, it was kind of this way when we got, you know, Mr. Boomers, well, we were like, we knew that they told us 
that his I know that his I think his his mom was Chow and his dad, which they told us was Cocker Spaniel. Because when we first got him, you could see the Chow. Well, you could see because he had little spots on his tongue. So we mm-hmm. knew that there was probably child, but they also said Cocker Spaniel, and he had wavy hair when we first got him, like the Cockers have, yeah. little wavy back hair. So we were like, okay, yeah, this works. <laughs> but we were, I don't know what happened. It was like one day we were feeding a puppy child, and one day he walked in the back of the room, and I swear to you the next morning when he came out, he was up on like he had sprouted overnight. <laughs> it was like he was like his same body, but his legs came and his head got bigger, and we're like, what? <laughs> because he kind of, like, took on a, he, like, morphed into a different dog. And we're like, wait a minute, what else is in him? We always wonder, well, it, yeah, it has to be some more going on with him than Cocker Spaniel and Chow, because he started to take on, like, a hound dogish kind of look to him. And, and just like, imagine, D, if y'all had if y'all had known about the different DNA testing, yeah. you could have found out exactly what breeds went into making Boomer. Exactly. Specifically. Because, yeah, because we were looking at him and it was like, okay, we can see it because the child was definite because he had all the child tendencies. And you've seen him. You saw him. Mm-hmm. He had all the child things. So we knew that was a definite one. And the cocker, maybe because he had kind of the wavy kind of hair going on on his back, but that sort of went away when the child dominance kind of came in. But then he started to take on as he grew older. He started to kind of go into like a houndish, labradorish kind of thing. And I was like, what are you exactly? So this could have been really helpful. I mean, it's not something that, you know, it's just curiosity for one thing because you're just sometimes, for us, we were just curious to know, what was going on with this dog? What came in to make Boomer, Mr. Boomer, Boomer? You know, and so for me, it would have been very, like, helpful and just to, to you know, give us some definite answers as to what actually made up his heritage. And an, another thing, Dee, that I never um, had considered other than, you know, like, say, if you do have a dog, like in Boomer's situation where he had a mixture of different animals just out of pure curiosity, DNA testing can also be useful in finding out what um, genetic problems your dog or animal might be prone to. Because if you have, and, and I say mutt affectionately, you know, in, in some of the sites they use that term too. I, I say it with the deepest of affection. But if you have a mutt, you don't know what all dogs went into making, you know, your dog. So you may not know some of the genetic disorders or diseases that certain dogs might be prone to because some dogs are so it would be helpful to know ahead of time what your dog might later suffer from so you could be on the lookout for that. Exactly. I mean and that that's so helpful because, you know, with us when I remember when we first got him and that was one of the main things because I was like, okay, I want to just go and do some research on, you know, what are the genetic health problems that come with child and cocker spaniels. And so, you know, you, you started going into it and you started looking, you know, seeing your child is prone to this and cock spans are prone to this. So you can kind of get a jump on those things and, and make your vet aware of, okay, this is the makeup, this is the heritage. And so they can kind of tell you, well, they're prone to these things, so this is what you might need to look out for. Or they're prone to these things, so you want to make sure you get them this kind of supplement, you know, to get them ahead of the game or whatever. So this test that they have, is really, like you say, Jay, it's a really good thing as a potential health marker for them. So they can, you can kind of mark, 
kind of get a jump on what the health issues might that your dog might be faced with. Yeah, because I found on this site, it is animalnetwork.com, they were talking about some of the benefits of DNA testing, and I'll just kind of run through some of them. They were saying DNA profiling provides an owner with their dog's unique DNA identity. DNA profiling establishes an accurate and reliable permanent record of any identity for any dog. It confirms that pedigrees are correct and guarantees puppy buyers that pedigrees are accurate. It can be used in cases of multiple sires and can determine and verify the sire in any litter. It can verify parentage when using a stud service, thus eliminating the doubt which surrounds unobserved stud services. It can verify and guarantee semen to be used for artificial insemination. Okay. I know they do that with horses a lot. Um, Yeah. It can be, let's see, it can put to rest any issues of breeding disputes over parentage. Hereditary disease tests allow for accurate diagnosis of the status of your dog and whether they um, definitely have it, whether they're a carrier or whether they're affected. And that's another thing that I found interesting, that some dogs are just the carrier, just like with human beings, like with sickle cell. Some people just have the trait but they don't exhibit the symptoms of sickle cell. They don't have a full-on disease. But if they mate with someone else who has the trait, their child could very well actually have the, the actual sickle cell disease. So it's the same with dogs. If you're breeding dogs, you would want to know which dogs have the trait for certain disorders so that you wouldn't let them mate with another dog who has that same trait. I never looked at it that way. Exactly. You know, that. I mean, and that's really, really a good kind of indicator to use, like you're saying, if you're a breeder, I would think that this would be something, you know, you would want to have because it just helps in with, you know, giving you an accurate kind of a, of course, you don't want to breed one dog with another dog because you don't want to put, not necessarily where you're, I don't want to make it seem like you're mass producing or anything like that, but you don't want to put a batch of, 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 of puppies or what have you out there that could possibly have that, that same kind of disorder. Right. Um, it seems as though as far as the prices that it can vary quite a bit. Um, they have quite a few companies out there that do them. Um, I know one of the DNA companies is called Wisdom Panel, um, or that that's the name of uh, the test that they do. Um, there's something called the Canine Heritage Breed Test. That cost is about $99.95. The Wisdom Panel is like $79.99. So they have different prices on it because it's one of these sites. They have a lot of different tests that they do, and some of them can range from just like $39, and some of them can go as high as in like the $120. So it really just depends on what type of test you're getting done. And I think they have where you have the swab test. They have two tests, I think, that, and you might maybe sound something different, but from what I was reading, they have two ways you can do it. You can do the swab test, which is an at-home test, or you can do the blood test, which I think is done by your vet. And exactly. The swab test is, you know, just like you would a human. You can go in into the mouth and, you know, do a swab. They were saying that that test is not as accurate as the blood test is, although they, they say that they are kind of making one where now where they make sure it gives you a certain color to let you know that you got enough um, sample on it so that you know, okay, you did it correctly, but they were saying, like, the the at-home test isn't as accurate as the blood test, which I can understand that because you don't know if you're getting enough sample or what have you. 
So, um, but I would think that the blood test would probably be a little bit higher than the at-home test probably. Yeah, it probably would be. Um, I would think it also, you know, depending on how much your vet is going to charge you too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, I mean, if it's something, you know, if it's just like a curiosity thing, because for me I think it would just be a curiosity. I mean, aside from just probably want to know for health reasons for my dog, just to know, you know, if what what breeds his what breeds they are made up of, just so that you can, like you said, get a jump on the health stuff to kind of say, okay, well, this breed is prone to this, and you know, this breed is prone to this, so we need to make sure we watch out for this, so we can start, you know, providing supplements for this. But I just, I really, 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 you know, would have wanted to have known with Boomer what breed was in him because it was like he was every every other month when he was growing we were like well, where did that come from <laughs> that what 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 is that because he would like morph into another breed all of a sudden as so as he grew when he got older it was like he would become like different but I'm like how many dogs are you made up for? Yeah, he probably did consist of more than just those two breeds that they told you. I bet he had more. Yeah, he had, like, so many different qualities of different breeds of dogs. And I was just like, because we thought for sure it was just, we knew for sure because that dominant child was dominant. We always knew because he had the tail, he had the coat. But as he was growing, it was like every other month he would come from the back and he would just be like, hello, I'm a Labrador today. Or he would come from the back, hello, I'm a Cocker Spaniel today. Or hello, I'm a Hound Dog. <laughs> what are you today? So he would like morph into all these, he had all these different tendencies and qualities to him that I just was curious to know what in the world went into making you, silly boy? Because he was just a little bit of everything. Everything, I love the mix that he was because when we got the final recipe for him, he was just one big character. But it was just, just it was very interesting to see him develop and grow. Yes, it was, and I got to witness some of that. He, that was my buddy, though. I, I, I love he, my boomy. He was your buddy. He loved you. He loved you up against the wall. Yeah, yeah, him and his his claws and <laughs> he loved you that day. He just he, he to, loved he me a lot to, that day. He wants to pat you down. It was sort of like a police frisk he gave you. <laughs> up against the wall, lady. Up against the wall. Yeah, that 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 was my buddy. Him and Missy, they they were yeah, they are character. Well, he was a character. She is a character. Hey, did you find if they could do this? I don't know. I couldn't remember if you said they could do this for cats. Can they do this? For cats? They do. They do actually because let's see, one of these companies, Animal DNA Laboratory, they do them for cats, and these are some of the different tests they do. They can do feline genetic disease screening. Um, they can do feline genetic trait screen, feline, full feline disease and trait screen. Um, they have all all the things that they can do for dogs. They can do them for cats too. Wow, that is interesting because I guess the same thing with 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 the dogs. I guess you could come up with cats to see what different kinds of breeds your cats made up out of. And I guess yeah. you know, cats have the different illnesses and are more prone to different illnesses like dogs would be. Yeah, because actually there's this thing called cat ancestry on their FAQ. One of the things they're talking about, they ask. Why would anyone want to do a cat ancestry test? 
And the answer they gave was, many owners think their unregistered cat is from a fancy breed such as a Maine Coon or perhaps part Abyssinian. Some cats are indeed of a specific fancy breed. Breed cats can be abandoned or slip out of the house and mate with the local alley or house cat if given the opportunity. Thus, many cats can look like a Maine Coon by chance or really be the product of an accidental mating of a breed cat with a random bred cat. And they say the cat ancestry test can determine breed heritage to a limited extent. If your cat had a pedigreed breed cat as a parent or grandparent, it is highly possible to detect this genetic influence from the specific breed cat. Um, The probability that your cat has had one or more of 29 major fancy breeds as parents or grandparents will be presented on your report. So I never thought about that. So they say, you know, some people who have a fancy breed cat, sometimes those cats escape. You know, they, they go missing or they, I guess you open the door and they run out or something and they're never found. Or maybe they are found, but while they're out there, they mate with just a regular alley cat. Yeah. And so they, you know, mix that breed. That breed gets mixed up in there. Mm-hmm. And so the alley cat has some kittens and say someone, you know, gets those kittens or whatever. And so they have kittens that are, you know, they might be part main coon, you know, mixed in with that. So that is so interesting. You know, I never thought of it that way, though. I never, I mean, I thought of it, but I never really put it in perspective as to having the different kinds of breeds all mixed in and being able to figure out, you know, this is what your dog has in them. And you're looking at this little report that's showing this is what you're made of. <laughs> These are the breeds that you come from, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I guess it's just like, you know, humans when they go, you know, what's that site, Ancestry.com, and you get to kind of go all the way back and, you know, find all the little ancestries and your, your heritage and, and where you came from and, and, and what country you came from and all this. I guess with dogs and cats and what you said, horses and birds, you can kind of go back and trace that too. Yeah, same kind of deal because I guess it could also be the same with, you know, well, it is the same with humans because who knows, you know, you may actually suffer from something, um, some rare genetic disorder, you know, and you might have that because somewhere down your down the line your great-great-grandfather might have had something. Yeah. And, you know, just by, well, not by a fluke, but, you know, you just may have inherited that. So I guess it, it's the same deal with animals. And then also I found it interesting that when you, get your animal from a breeder, a lot of times you may not be sure or or maybe you may have some doubts about whether that breeder is reputable and you may just want to know for sure, hey, you know, is this dog really what they said it is? Is this a pure breed dog? Yeah, I saw that too where, you you know, they're telling you that this is a pure breed, pure bred, and, you know, just this, 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 and this, and and this is the only, you know, breed that's in them and whatever. And you, you really don't know. Honestly, you're just taking the word of the breeder, and, you know, maybe they, you know, have a good reputation and everything, but sometimes you just, out of curiosity, you want to know. You can get a DNA test and find out, which is a good tool to have. You know, this is not something, you know, I would think everybody would want to do because sometimes you just get, you get your, you know, your mutt or what have you, and you get them and you love them. Of course you're going to love them, but sometimes you just want to know. Yes, and then on the flip side of that with breeders, 
they may also want to protect themselves. And I found this interesting that with each animal that, you know, that they're, you know, putting out there or whatever, you know, they can also, like, just do a genetic profile, like, on on the puppies before they actually give them to, you know, a, a future pet parent. They can have that on file. So if a pet parent later tries to come back and say, well, hey, this dog isn't what you said it was going to be, they have it, you know, because just like how, with humans, they can store, like, you know, sperm and keep it, you know, at a lab and just keep it frozen and they can store eggs. They can also do that with, you know, genetic sampling from different animals. And so that way, if an issue ever came up on that specific puppy or kitten, then they could always go back there to that lab and, and retrieve, you know, the records for them and prove, you know, what breed they consisted of. Yeah. I mean, it's a good tool to have. It's a really good tool to have. And I never really thought of, like, went that deep into it to even think of it. I, I've heard, like I said, I heard about this before, but I never really, like, I guess, tuned my brain into it to think more in depth into it. And now that I've gotten into it, I'm like, you know what, this is really good. I mean, it's, of course, because they can, the chest can be a little pricey, so this isn't something you're going to do for probably all your dogs. I mean, if you can afford it, okay, why not? If that's what you want to do, it's your money. But, you know, but if you have a legitimate kind of reason, aside from just being curious, this is a good way for you to kind of tell, you know, what's going on with your animal and whatever purpose you need it for, it's a good kind of marker for it. Yeah, definitely, you know, and I actually was just kind of reading around looking for some pet topics, and that's how I kind of came across it. I came across someone's blog, and they were talking about animal DNA testing because before that, you know, I'd never really heard of it myself, or if I had, I just didn't really pay it much attention. I think the only, I think, I'm not trying to remember because I've heard of it before, and it was probably um, something around the time of when the whole um, dog show thing was going on. <laughs> um, what is it, Westminster or something like that? Yeah. And they were talking about something, something, and then I think they mentioned something, and I thought, I heard them say it, and I was like, oh, I wonder what that is, but it just kind of left my mind uh, at one time. And so when you brought this back up, I'm like, wait a minute, I know what that That's- is. And so I'm like, oh, that's going to be interesting. And now that I've kind of done a little research into it, it's, it's really interesting that this is actually available. Because who knew? I mean, mm-hmm. who knew you could do this? This is mm-hmm. so awesome. And I guess you would do it like you were saying with horses because, you know, especially when you're you're breeding horses and there might be a racehorse or something like that and you want to make sure that that bread is pure, um, that um, breed is pure, and because and, and, you know, that's a lot of money going into those horses. I mean, that's a whole bunch of money. Those horses cost a lot of money that they they um train and race and, and and breed to do that stuff. So I would definitely want something that could tell me for sure, you know, if this horse particular horse is is in this line and in in the same line that the grandfather 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 or grandfather came from, whatever. So that's a great yeah, and actually one of the ones who do that are the um it's the same place that offers those wisdom panels because um I think I might have flew up that a little bit earlier, but the wisdom panel is um one of the types of tests but that's for the dog. So but this company is called D D C Veterinary, but they have the equine DNA testing and the parentage verification is thirty eight dollars per sample and the turnaround time is ten days and um you can do this if you need proof of the parentage for a foal, or let, they also say, would you like to offer your purchasers DNA certified pedigree? So once again, so if someone's purchasing a horse, you know, and they want proof of that pedigree, you know, by having that on file, that would be a good thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's like an awesome thing to have. Well, I just, I mean, it's just like, well, no, you can do this for your dog. You can get your lineage and get your dog's lineage. You can get your horse's lineage. You can know where everybody comes from. Everybody can know where they started. So this is a really cool thing to have. I really like it. I like the health benefit of it to just know what kind of, you know, breeds are in your dog or what have you just so that you can do research on the health benefit because so many dogs and, and, and animals are susceptible to certain different illnesses. And so to be able to know that this particular illness could be something that you might have to deal with in the future, and if you can do something to kind of head it off, I mean, why not? If you can afford it and you can do it, why not? Another thing, I really forgot about this one, but... um it can even offer a way, a fail-proof way to offer ID for your animal. So say if you have a profile for your animal, you know, at the lab somewhere that they're keeping for you, if that animal went missing or something, yeah. and say, say you know, you, you find your animal and someone has it and they're like, well, no, this is my dog or whatever, you could actually prove that it's really your dog because you could get DNA from that animal and it's actually yours. That, I mean, it, it has so many great beneficial, you know, purposes that it can be used for. I mean, I love this whole thing. It's like, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I mean, I love it. So definitely, guys, um, just be checking our social media pages after the show because I'll be putting some links on there to some of these companies that offer the different DNA testing for your pet and also, you know, um, some more information about it. So make sure you check that. Yeah, that's what I was missing because usually I do my little spiel about our Facebook page and all that. But we're running out of time, so no time for that. I know all our loyal listeners, they already know all that stuff. But we will be putting that on our social media pages. Um, and this was another show that went by quickly. It went by really quickly. So we just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of The Missy Show. Be sure to join us next week when we celebrate our two-year anniversary. So be sure to tune in for that, and we will be back at our normal time of 5 p.m. Central. And here's to wishing you guys a happy and safe Saturday. Bye. Bye, everybody.